Turn to Romans chapter 8, and let's look at verse 14 one more time. Everybody got their eyes on it? Verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So what should sons of God expect? Huh? To be led by the Spirit. And if you are led by the Spirit, then you are a son. But what if you say you're a Christian? What if you say you belong to so-and-so church? What if you say, I speak in tongues? Does that make you a son? He says, those that are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Boy, that really makes it personal, doesn't it? It means that your relationship and your position with God doesn't have anything to do with your pastor or with your mother or your grandmother. It has to do with you. Amen? So learning how to be led by the Spirit is extremely important. Uh, verse 16, uh, verse 15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. The word adoption here means to be placed as a son. Whereby we cry, this word cry means shout, Abba, Father. Now, in verse 14, he says, for as many as are led by the spirit. In verse 16, he explains the number one way that God leads his children by the Spirit. Verse 16, For the Spirit himself beareth witness. Say, beareth witness. This word in the Greek, beareth witness, means a co-witness. What's a co-witness? It means you have a, you got two witnesses. You're a witness, your Spirit, and Holy Spirit is a witness. Where does he witness? Where? In your spirit. One of the things we're going to look at tonight is, is the number one way that, that Holy Spirit will speak to us. The number one way. And, and we have a huge clue of it right here. And that is that he will bear witness. Th this word also means to testify. To testify. And notice what he testifies with. What does he testify with? Come on, say it. Right here, verse 16. Let's read it again. The Spirit himself testifies or bears witness with what? So where does he testify? In your spirit. Is he going to testify in these paddles on the side of your head? Huh? These ears. Is he going to testify in these things? No, where is he going to testify? When, when Jesus said, if anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying, where is that hearing taking place? In the Spirit. And it really is an impression, if you will. It's a, it's a small, still voice. It's a, it's a knowing. It's not something that is necessarily being communicated to your senses it's being communicated to your spirit are you with me that's why how many in here have have well let me back up from there how many in here know that you're a christian how many know that that jesus is alive how many in here have seen jesus physically you physically seen him put your fingers in his side touched his physical body you might have had a vision of jesus but have you physically seen Jesus? 
I see in the Bible where he's seated at the right hand of God, and I see in the word where he stood up at the right hand of God. But I don't see where he has physically left the throne since he went to be there. Are you all listening tonight? And so you haven't physically seen him, but you know he's alive because of your relationship with Holy Spirit. That's why the same way that you know that Jesus is alive and you, you get revelation and you know certain things by the Spirit is the same way that, that he will communicate with you about whatever it might be. There's a witness in the Spirit. Amen. And those that are led by the Spirit have uh, that knowing, have that witness, and that's what gives us that... Uh, that foundation, that knowing that we are the children of God. Why? Because we're led by his spirit. Praise God. Now, let's pick up in class number four, and we're going to talk about the comforter. Go with me to St. John chapter 14. And we're going to look in the Amplified. We're going to read this. John 14. Put it up, if you will, in the Amplified, please. Verse 26. The King James says, can you fix the, the sound? I hear a lot of reverb. Verse 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So who is going to bring all things to your remembrance? Holy Spirit. And how is he going to do it? Where is he going to do it? He's going to do it in your spirit. There'll be a knowing on the inside. If you're trying to hear God with these ears, you're going to mess up. Now, the, the sound may come in these ears. We say, well, what do you mean may come in these ears? Well, God may use Maya or Nick or somebody else to speak a word to somebody. And so the word that you may speak will come through your mouth into my ears, but that word that's coming from God, I won't have a witness in my mind or with these ears. The witness will be in my spirit. Are you listening? And that's what we have to become sensitive to is listening to what God is saying. But God is not saying it as you're receiving it with these ears, he's, he's saying it inside these ears. Are, are, you, are you getting this? But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you how many things? I got all circled in my Bible. All things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Now the Amplified says, but the Comforter... Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate. I like this one. Strengthener, standby. I like that one too. What's a standby? He's always ready. Always. People say, well, I'm, I'm waiting I'm until waiting the Lord leads me to pray. No, he's always ready. All you got to do is pray. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. Oh, let's read that part again. The Holy Spirit, 
whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. Back up real quickly in your King James and read verse 16. Don't leave this up there. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Now, another comforter means he's going to send someone else after the same kind that he's already sent. Who is Jesus referring to when he said the Father is going to send another comforter? Who was the comforter? Who was the only, no, 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 who was the only comforter that they had known up till this point? Him. And so now Jesus is saying, I'm going to, the Father is going to send another comforter. What's he going to be like? He's going to be just like Jesus. Praise God. And he will abide with you forever. And we've taught on this before that when we say that God will never leave us and never forsake us, who really are we referring to? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will never leave you and he will never forsake you. He will be with you forever. Isn't that good news? Boy, that brings comfort alone, doesn't it? Glory to God. Um, so back to verse 26 in the Amplified. He will teach you all things. He will act on my behalf. He'll teach you all things. He will cause you to recall. Oh, that's good. He'll cause you to recall. He'll remind you of and bring to your remembrance everything I told you. And he does it by the Spirit. And remember the difference between the Holy Spirit and other spirits out there. What are other spirits out there? Demon spirits, uh, people that yield to demon spirits. Remember, people are spirits, right? So people that yield to false spirits, there's all kinds of spirits out there, but the difference is, is that Holy Spirit is not forceful. He's not threatening. He won't push you in a certain direction. He'll lead you and give you the choice to follow. And because he's so gentle, we have to be sensitive that we listen to him when he's speaking. Are you with me? Because he is so gentle, he won't force himself upon you. That's why if you get a check or a sense on the inside, you need to stop and check. Is this the Lord? What is God telling me to do? And then make sure that you do it. That's why I encourage folks that, uh, you know, when you go to bed at night, have a pen and paper next to your bed. How many have had times when God is, you've woken up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden the Lord spoke something to you? I've had it happen many times. How many of you have not written it down, then woke up, remembered that you woke up and, and something came to you, but you couldn't remember what it was? That's why you need to write it down. And you don't necessarily have to get up at 3 in the morning and study it out, but you need to write it down so you don't forget. Amen? Really important. Uh, the other thing to realize is that if the Lord speaks to you something, he's not doing it um, by happenstance or by accident. Everything God does is with purpose. Everything. And so if he puts... How many have had the, the, the time when uh, a scripture keeps coming to you over and over and over and over? Anybody ever had that? Scripture, every, almost every single one... Of you have your hand up. 
Do you think that's happening for just happenstance? Say purpose. There is a purpose in everything God does. And so there may be something hidden in that scripture that you need to dig out. Are you listening? Many times it's not at face value that we see it, but it's, it's by digging it out that we get the revelation that God wants us to have. Praise God. Okay, so we see these names, especially here in the Amplified, of Holy Spirit. Let's look at them. First of all, we see that he is the comforter. Go to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. Ephesians 5, 18. And be not drunk with wine where in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Put that up in the Amplified if you would. And do not get drunk with wine, for this is debauchery, but be ever filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with or controlled by the Spirit. Now, I'm careful about saying being controlled by, because being controlled by means that he's going to take you over. God's not going to take you over. Not without your permission. Amen? Not without your uh, agreement. He will rise up out of your spirit to comfort you in songs and hymns and prophecy. Well, how does he do that? He does that by you yielding to him. Praise God. Verse 19 says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God says that the Holy Spirit or God is a very present help in trouble. David talked about he'll give you a song of deliverance. He'll put a word in your mouth. David also said that the Lord has given me a new song, even praise unto my God. Many shall hear and fear and come to know the Lord. Well, how is someone going to fear by hearing what you have to say out of your mouth? Well, that's oftentimes how the anointing will be released, how the Holy Spirit will move in your life. But again, it's learning to yield to him. Amen? Praise God. Romans 15, verse 13. Another great way that Holy Spirit will bring comfort to you is through hope. You know what? Before you go there, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, then we'll go to Romans. 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforteth us in our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Put that up in the Amplified as well. Then Paul goes on here and he says, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation 
also abounded by Christ. How does the consoling of God abound in us? By the Holy Ghost. Do you know that you have to learn to yield to his ministry? Are you listening? You have to learn to yield to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. If you're not paying attention, you'll miss the comfort that he's trying to bring to you. If you're allowing yourself to be overwhelmed with guilt or grief or fear, then Holy Spirit cannot comfort you. Again, can he make you be comforted? Well, I guess I, he really can't. Well, wait a minute. He's God. He can do anything. Well, he cannot go against his word. And his word says that he will never force himself on anyone. So he's not going to force you to be comforted. He's not going to be forced. He's not going to force you to receive his peace. You have to cooperate with him. Amen? We have to learn and understand that this is something we learn to do. You learn to, to uh, receive his comfort. So here, Paul's talking about the sufferings, but he's also talking about how God is the God of all comfort. Now look in uh, Romans 15, one of my very favorite scriptures, verse 13. Romans 15, 13. Let's put this up in the Amplified as well. I'll read the King James. It says, And the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace, or all peace, in, this prefix in in the Greek also means through. So he says, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. How? Through believing. This word believing is the Greek word pistis. It's the same word translated everywhere else as faith. So he says that you'll be filled by the God of all hope, with all joy and all peace, through your faith. So what does your faith become? Your faith becomes the conduit. Your faith becomes the means by which God can comfort you. Can he comfort you without faith? No, you have to have faith to receive his comfort. Just like we receive anything else from God, you have to have faith to receive. How does faith come? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. Let's talk about that for just one second. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by which word? What's that word, word in the Greek? Rhema. I think you're in class, eh? Rhema. She's one of our, our school and ministry students. She's got her hand up. I'll answer it. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the rhema. Rhema means what? Is rhema written or spoken? Spoken. So that spoken word, is that a spoken word heard with these paddles? Like Brother Copeland says, these paddles on the side of your head? Huh? Where is it heard? In your spirit. Now it may come through these ears. But when it becomes rhema, it be, it's because it's now become revelation in your spirit. Who reveals it? Holy Spirit. And in order for it to produce in your life, you must believe. For it's impossible to please God without faith. He that comes to God must first believe that he is God and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 
So part of receiving comfort is also meaning that you're seeking what God has for you. Amen? All of us know what it is to have a pity party. I don't need to ask you to raise your hand if you've ever had a pity party. I know every single one of you have had lots of pity parties. Some of you have had pity parties today. What does a pity party mean? When you sit around and feel sorry for yourself. Now everybody look at me just for a minute. Everybody look at me. Don't you ever feel sorry for yourself. You take yourself by the ear and you begin to say, I feel like dancing. I feel like running. I feel like skipping. Because of what he has done for me. Don't you ever sit around and feel sorry for yourself. 